Jason here. Welcome to School of Zion ID. Today's episode is titled, Why Preach Peace When There Is No Peace? In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6, verses 13 through 17, it says, For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. Now, let me preface this by introducing it a little bit. Jeremiah is talking about the environment in Jerusalem. And he uses it as a type for second coming destruction. And so, you know, he sees these people, he says all of them, from the least to the greatest, are taken, are given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, even everyone dealeth falsely. They have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Preach peace when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the good ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls." But they said, We will not walk therein. Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. It was at this particular moment in time that the Lord said, Behold, a people come from the north country, and a great nation shall be raised. So there's a lot to unpack from this chapter 6 in Jeremiah. Uh, as it pertains to current events. This episode is not going to be a long one, but let's dig in with a few short and simple observations. Observation number one, there's a good chance um, that our current society is also, quote unquote, given to covetousness. Covetousness is defined as an excessive desire for wealth or possessions. It implies selfishness and greed. From top to bottom, people are willing to do or say anything in order to succeed. This includes spreading misinformation, which we talked extensively about in a prior episode. In a culture of greed, individuals no longer love their neighbor, but try to compete with and or profit off of their neighbor. Tell a lie to get you to use a product. Uh, see you as a customer rather than as a friend. Uh, People in this environment form partnerships of collusion in order to gain an advantage of power. The Book of Mormon warns about secret combinations and men seeking to destroy freedom in order to gain their own concentrated power. I think all of that falls into this category that Jeremiah describes as being given to covetousness. Observation number two. If you do believe that our current society is approaching this description of being given to covetousness, just as happened in ancient Jerusalem, then the consequences are also likely to be the same, in which all deal falsely. Even those with the best of intentions Uh, Jeremiah specifically mentioned prophets and priests deal falsely. 
not because necessarily they want to deal falsely, but because of all of the lies, all of the misdirections, and the corruption of society, one's ability to discern truth becomes very difficult. You don't know which way is up or which way is down when all deal falsely. You don't know who to trust. It's hard to know who's lying, who's telling the truth, who is preaching the philosophies of men mingled with Scripture. Um, Very interesting that that is what happened in ancient Jerusalem. Observation number three. Let's keep building upon Jeremiah's description. In an environment of greed and corruption, the attempts at healing occur only partially or slightly as leaders preach peace when there is no peace. Such pretending or preaching of peace may pacify us for a moment, but it does not last. Um... Let's throw in a few reminders here from prior episodes of Zion ID. Do you realize that if the stock market was still operating as it's supposed to, okay, as it did for hundreds of years prior to February 11th, 2016, when central banks intervened and took over the free market of buyers and sellers, do you realize where we would be right now? in August of 2021, we would have over the last two years endured stock market panic. We would have seen one of the biggest crashes in history. A great depression would have begun back in November of 2019 due to the pandemic. It certainly would have defined our generation for the history books. The wild volatility of panic and recovery would likely be cycling back towards another crash right now in August of 2021 due to the uncertainty of the Delta variant. How would such circumstances affect you differently than what you're experiencing right now? Right? Everyone would be reading the headlines and they would be worried and nervous and fearful that the world was coming to an end as governments and economies collapse due to these market forces and out of control debt obligations. But instead, nothing. Silence. No headlines. It's business as usual in August of 2021. There's no stock market crash. There's no Great Depression. There's just a central bank printing, printing, and printing more money to pacify against the risk. Central banks are certainly preaching peace when there is no peace. Additionally, if we were following trusted protocols of science and medicine, there would be no quick fix vaccine until long-term testing could prove that the vaccines are in fact safe and effective. There is not any person on planet who can offer any credible proof regarding the current vaccines against COVID because nobody has seen their impact beyond eight months. I've heard many people, just like you have, offer bold emotional claims, but none can say that mRNA won't cause ADE in a partially vaccinated population. Mike Yeadon 
who's a vice president from Pfizer, spent 32 years testing vaccines. And in an interview, he made a few things very clear. First of all, he said the spike protein encoded in these gene-based vaccines have a bit of a problem. The spike protein is highly active. There's huge variability in how different bodies replicate the spike protein. Obviously, this makes sense. I mean, every person's body is different. Some people will replicate double or triple the amount. In other people, we won't be sure of the location of where all of this spike protein ends up. Yeadon says the testing should take between 5 and 10 years um, for dose-ranging studies. Yeadon is a tester. He believes in regulation. Uh, That's what he did for his whole career. And he says that we have no idea what the long-term ramifications in a mass population are for a gene-based vaccine. It is experimental. We don't completely understand the replication in the body, and we don't understand what the antibodies will do over time. He starts to get very passionate when talking about pregnant women. He said, you never, ever, 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 never give a vaccine to a pregnant woman. He has studied over 50 different vaccines and never once recommended them to a pregnant woman because the testing can go terribly wrong, right? Birth defects are the risk in giving any vaccine to a pregnant woman. And so those who are promoting giving the COVID vaccine to pregnant women, which is happening, Yeadon says, and I quote, you reckless idiots should be strung up by your thumbs. He says, please do not take this if you are pregnant. It's only been through a partial clinical development. We only have interim analysis only. There have been no complete safety protocols. We only know what will happen months after taking it. All of the long term is on hope right now. Yeadon says he's ashamed of his industry. If he was still at Pfizer, he would have protested and resigned at what's happening. And he's wondering why on earth everyone is acting so stupidly, especially when we have available to us some very good treatments for COVID uh, for those who need it other than the vaccine. So again, I look personally, I don't know enough to take a stand on either side. I just quoted Yeadon. We could easily now go quote the hundreds of other scientists who are pro-vaccine. The point is, it hasn't gone through typical testing protocol. We haven't gotten our three-year, our five-year, our 10-year studies. So it's very difficult to know where we're heading. Again, back to the words of Jeremiah, Why are we working so hard to preach peace when there is no peace? Well, it's because central engineers have manipulated stock markets and fast-tracked vaccines provide the perception of a fix against this plague of desolating sickness. Um, This is a moment in time. We are now 21 years into the beginning of the seventh seal. 
this was supposed to be the moment in time when everyone was is actively repenting when people are losing trust in babylon as they look forward to the coming of jesus um, people should be finding their safety and their refuge and their peace by entering into the lord's rest which is what happens when true saints are tried and tested to the max true saints rise up they experience new levels of spirituality as these hard times and trial and tribulation softens our hearts and gets us to turn to the Lord. And yet the opposite is happening. Um, peace is being preached even when it is an illusion. And spirituality is stagnating because of it. People are looking to the miracles of modern medicine. They're looking everywhere other than to the Lord for their safe harbor 21 years into the beginning of the seventh seal. Uh, observation number four from the writings of Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, Was anyone ashamed who was preaching peace when there was no peace? He said, Nay. They were not at all ashamed. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. Also, the Lord says, I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Isn't that interesting? This symbol of the trumpets. We read all about the trumpets in the book of Revelation and the warning of plagues being sent. Can you imagine that the people in the latter days hear the trumpets, experience the plagues, and say, we will not hearken. Well, how could that ever happen? It's only if the devil is able to pacify us. It's only by saying all is well in Zion that, and business is as usual. And we just continue on preaching peace when there is no peace. Um, as members of the church, we believe that Mormon, the man who compiled and abridged the plates uh, comprising the Book of Mormon, was shown a vision of our day in order to know what should be included in the Book of Mormon. Interestingly enough, um, you know, the Book of Mormon prophet message doesn't tell us to trust in the governments of our day. In fact, it says the opposite. It says it warns us that secret combinations abound. Secret combinations built up to overthrow the freedoms of all people. So why preach peace when there is no peace? Jeremiah chapter 6 verses 13 through 17 contains important lessons from the past, reminding us of consequences that can happen if certain actions are taken.